You know what it is. That's right. It's time to talk money with your money nerd and financial coach. Now, tighten those purse strings and open those ears. It's the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. I'm super excited because today I have Scott Melby on the line, and he's a 36-year veteran of the nuclear energy industry, having held leadership positions in major uranium mining companies, as well as industry-wide organizations. He serves as executive vice president of Uranium Energy Corp., a U.S. uranium mining and exploration company, and he's also chief executive officer of Uranium Royalty Corp., the first and only pure play uranium royalty and streaming company in the uranium industry. And I know that was a mouthful, but we will get into what all of that means in just a moment. So thank you, Scott, for coming on the show today. Tiffany, thank you for having me uh, on. It's really a pleasure to be with your viewers today. Yeah, absolutely. So let's hop in because I know I said a lot of terms that a lot of people probably don't know. So let's start off with what is uranium and why why do we care? Why does it matter? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously energy is a big issue these days. And, uh, you know, whether it's American energy independence or it's affordable energy or reliable energy, um, we're really seeing how important you know, energy in the form of electricity is in our lives. And so, uh, nuclear energy uh, is a, a form of, of uh, uh, way to generate electricity from nuclear power plants, and uranium is the fuel that, that powers those nuclear power plants. And, you know, you're, uh, you're in the Carolinas, and I think there's 11 nuclear power plants in North and South Carolina, so you're probably getting 50% or more of your electricity from nuclear power. But across the United States, nuclear provides about 20% of our electricity, but it's a full 50, 55% of our carbon-free energy. And that's an important point in that uh, nuclear energy is as clean and safe as, say, wind and solar. But where it really differs is it runs 95% of the time. It's baseload power. It runs through night and day, still days, windy days, hurricanes, uh, you name it, whatever the weather conditions, polar vortexes. Uh, and you know, wind and solar, uh, you know, they have obvious uh, applications and they're part of the mix, but they do only run 30% of the time. So if we're serious about electricity uh, generation, reliable, affordable, safe, clean electricity, uh, really world's realizing that nuclear energy plays an important part of that going forward. Wow, that is so interesting and so cool to hear. Like, I know before we hit record, we had this conversation briefly about me being in North Carolina, and I had no idea, um, honestly, where my power was coming from. You know, I'm still thinking it's like coal and, you know, they're dealing with coal ash or what have you. Um, but come to find out, it's nuclear. Yeah, <laughs> so Duke, I thought Duke that energy was cool. there is, is one of the leading green energy producers in the world with their commitment to nuclear energy. So you're probably getting clean, affordable, reliable electricity from Duke Energy there. Very cool. Very cool. So everybody in North Carolina, because I know I have a lot of listeners, you can find comfort in knowing <laughs> that Duke Energy is being sustainable. Um, so with that being said, though, I want to get into um, royalty companies. So what exactly is royalty investing? Yeah, so um, royalty investing has really become... Um, a really significant uh, uh, portion of, of, of mineral and resource investing, I would say in the last 10 to 15 years. 
uh, but it's been really in the base and precious metals, so gold, silver, copper, and companies like Franco Nevada, Wheaton Precious Metals, Sandstorm Royal Gold, they've become very popular investments for uh, investors that are seeking resource investing, but perhaps want a more diversified way to invest. And, you know, for many people who aren't mining engineers or geologists, it may be uh, kind of intimidating to invest in a single mining company um, and, and try to figure out what their geology, their mining engineering capabilities, uh, the, you know, the, the markets and everything else behind that. But with a royalty company, you basically have a company like Uranium Royalty, our, our firm, that doesn't own the uranium mines or the developments, but we have investments in those companies, those counterparties that are in our mix. We have 15 counterparties in our portfolio. And uh, in uh, many cases, we'll provide uh, financing for a mine or a well field or a processing facility to get into production to produce uranium. And in exchange for that, they'll pay us a percentage royalty of, of the value of uranium produced from that mine. And then a stream is similar in that it's not a cash payment, it's a physical commodity payment. So it could be copper, gold, silver, uh, in our case, uranium, uh, that we would take uh, as a physical payment for that. So for mine developers, it's another way to finance their mines to bring them into production. The other thing, the other ways that could go would be debt from a bank or issue equity shares in the stock market. And so royalties and streams is a, is another way to finance their operations. And for investors, again, it's a, it's a diversified pure play in, in the commodity itself. Okay, so now that we've said that, it kind of sounds like something familiar that I talk about a lot, and that's mutual funds. So it seems like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like you take pieces of the company, put them in one portfolio, and then people can buy that portfolio, correct? Yeah, it is. It's, um, it's, it's like an ETF or a mutual fund <laughs> in that regard, because you, you know, we've gone out, we've done our due diligence. We're, um, you know, 30, 40 year veterans of, of the uranium mining industry. We've gone out and done the due diligence and we've selected these companies to put in our portfolio. And uh, so, you know, we do that legwork for the investor. They don't have to, you know, figure out each one of these mining operations. Now in the portfolio over the next five, 10 years, some of these mines are going to outperform our expectations. Some are going to underperform, but if we've done our homework, we've done our due diligence, um, we'll have more winners than losers, if you will, in the portfolio mix. And so uh, what that'll look like is cash flows from these royalty payments from these mines as they get into production. The, some of the benefits of this is many times our royalties are on gross revenue, so we don't even get into the, you know, the net profit interest, although we do have some royalties that are based on the profit interest. So then we are a bottom line beneficiary, but the top line beneficiary is even better because the mine you know, uh, might not necessarily even be profitable or they may have underestimated the economics. But as long as that produces, we get uh, taken right off, off the top. Another thing that we've done to provide investors exposure to the uranium and nuclear energy story is investing in um, physical uranium. So we have warehoused uranium about 1.6 million pounds that we've acquired off the market at very low prices. Uh, we've come off a very long, prolonged bear market in uranium, and we're now in a bull market for uranium, like a lot of commodities are, are, are up these days. And so uh, early investors are benefiting from our, basically, capital, the, the capital appreciation of our uranium held in 
warehouse to inventory. Very cool. So I, I'm curious because, okay, so if someone was interested in investing in uranium or some of these raw materials um, that provide energy, what should they be looking for in investments? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of ways um, to, to invest in uranium. I mean, you could look at the pure commodity itself. If you just want to speculate on the price of the commodity and not take any mine risk or political risk, you can invest in companies like Sprott Physical Uranium Trust or Yellowcake PLC out of London. And all you are is buying a share of a company that owns warehouse uranium. If you want to take it to the other extreme, you could invest in a mining company. Um, my other hat that I wear is Uranium Energy Corp. That's a very straightforward investment in uranium mining in the United States. We're the emerging leading company in the uranium space in the United States with two production centers in Texas and Wyoming and uh, very low cost, low, uh, fully permitted uh, projects that can be brought into production quite quickly. Um, then in between are those ETFs or mutual funds that would hold you know, shares in all the uranium mining companies in a, in a basket and you'll have the most diversified risk there, but off, you know, obviously the risk return uh, you know, trade-offs in that. And then again, the royalty uh, angle with Uranium Royalty Corp is a bit of a, uh, I would throw it in the, in almost in the ETF camp uh, in that it provides that diversified exposure. But you're really looking at the commodity itself, just as you would invest in uh, copper or gold. You'd look at the supply and demand of that commodity and say, okay, are we, is the demand for that going up? What's the production? What's the inventories like? And in uranium space, it's really fascinating because we um, we have so much, uh, such a strong story behind uranium right now, just from supply and demand. We've, uh, you know, we've really gone to a, a period now where we're seeing uh, really big growth in nuclear power around the world. We've seen 62 new nuclear power plants come online in the last eight years, 54 more under construction. We're seeing small modular and advanced reactors uh, that are much smaller, scalable versions of the bigger nuclear plants being now proposed in Wyoming and Idaho, eastern Washington, and the southeast, and globally uh, in the UK and elsewhere in Canada, we're seeing a lot of these small modular reactors. So the demand for uranium is increasing at about 3.5% per year, uh, each year, uh, compounding, which is really uh, exciting growth story. But we've been producing far less um, if we consume globally 200 million pounds a year to run all the 438 nuclear power plants around the world, that takes 200 million pounds of uranium each year. We've been producing globally 60 million pounds less than that each year. So we've been drawing on excess inventories and secondary supplies, but we're now at a point where we need new mines to come online. And only, until only recently, there's the, the price is not been incentivizing new mines, but now it is beginning to see that again. So you would always look at that supply and demand. You would look at macro trends. Uh, obviously, the trend towards green energy is, is important. Um, we're going, society's going through a massive shift from sort of the old way we made electricity and energy to, to the new way. And if we do that smartly and wisely, it'll have a, a big component of nuclear energy. It will also have a component of natural gas and, and other things in the mix. But whether you're to the left uh, politically and you want all just green energy uh, sources, well, nuclear fits nicely in that, in that scenario. If you're more on the right and, and you want to have more of a balanced mix of all of the above energy sources, 
Well, nuclear fits nicely in that because it's a 24-7, affordable, resilient, and reliable source of energy. So those mega trends towards greener energy, uh, cleaner, reliable energy, uh, really points towards nuclear power. And then thirdly, there's sort of ma- uh, geopolitical and world events, and, and obviously the horrible things that are going on in Ukraine with the Russian invasion is also impacting our, our business in that the West relies on a lot of imports from Russia, Kazakhstan, and Uzbekistan. In the United States, half of our uranium comes from that region. So if we're suddenly going to ban, as I believe we should, I've testified in Congress recently, uh, that we should be uh, not sending a billion plus dollars a year to Russia each year for those imports. We should be producing more of it here in the United States and Canada, Australia, Western Europe, friendly countries that share our values and, and our interests. Um, if we see these imports cut off uh, either through embargo, ban, or just preference, I think utilities are probably looking at that and saying, hey, we don't want the, the public relations uh, uh, aspect of of buying uranium from Russia. So it's really going to call on a lot more uranium production from Western countries, and that benefits certainly North American producers like ourselves in, in Texas and Wyoming. So um, it those would be the things you would always look for in any commodity before you would invest. And in the case of uranium, you've got plus check marks in every one of those categories right now. So it's not surprising uranium equities uh, have really been on, on the rise. The uranium price is, is up at uh, 11-year highs now. So that's, uh, that's also driving the story. So it's a very interesting uh, investment thesis right now. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned, because that was where I was going to go next with the geopolitical risks and everything. Um, So I'm glad that you hit on that, because I know a lot of people are in tune with what's going on over in Russia and the Ukraine. And, you know, we're seeing prices go sky high, (laughs) you know, as a result, like with the gas and everything like that. And so I wanted to see how that plays a part. So it's good to know that... um, some of that energy is uranium that we're talking about. And if we can get more, you know, places here <laughs> that can go ahead and develop that, then we can um, be more sustainable away from Russia. Yeah, no, it's definitely the case. Um, you know, as Americans, we're blessed. We, we have abundant energy resources of, of every kind in our country. And so if we uh, sort of lapsed into a reliance on Russian energy, whether it's oil, gas, uh, liquefied natural gas, uh, coal, or, or uranium, or nuclear fuel. It's not because we had to. It was more of a consumer preference to go down that route. And we thought, hey, we thought Russia would be a responsible player in the world community. And we never, you know, I guess, I don't think we realized the extent of, of, uh, of how horrible that situation is in Ukraine right now. And so... We kind of, you know, dialed back our, our domestic supplies of uranium to make room for those, for those imports. But we can, we can reverse it, whether it's oil and gas or it's uranium. We can produce more. We have a billion pounds of known and likely resources in the United States. Um, we led global production in 1980. We're practically down to nothing these days. But lots of permitted licensed companies like our uh, uranium energy port facilities that can come online and produce competitively and, and supply fuel for green energy, but do it in an ethically, morally acceptable way. I mean, we also have the highest standards of health, safety, environment in our operations. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about, um, you know, the, the critical minerals that we rely on 
you know, for so many things in our society today, even electric vehicles use enormous amounts of nickel, lithium, cobalt, copper. Um, well, you know, we're going to have to produce more of those minerals to produce these things that society uh, needs. And uh, if we do it here, we know it'll be mined with the highest standards of health, safety, and environment. Uh, if we don't, we push it off to other countries. It might be in the Congo or, or Uzbekistan or Kazakhstan where we can't uh, really uh, be sure that uh, those will be mined at the highest standards. So there's really a strong argument to, to produce more of these sort of critical strategic minerals uh, here in our own country. And in uranium, that's clearly the case. So Uranium Royalty Corp has investments in a number of U.S. uranium mining uh, projects, but also in Canada. Um, uranium Energy Corp is almost entirely focused on getting our U.S. operations uh, into production and be really a leader in that space. So those are two uh, I think easy ones to look to as investors, UEC trades on the New York Stock Exchange. It trades 15 to 20 million shares a day. So it's a very liquid, well-known name that um, uh, really trades a lot of volume. Uranium Royalty Corp was just launched two and a half years ago publicly, but it's now also trading on the NASDAQ. It really quadrupled our trading volumes. And so um, we're getting a lot more media coverage and Fox Business and, and this, uh, CNBC and things like this where uh, whenever there's uranium or nuclear energy stories, these two companies are, are kind of uh, always in the, in the headlines. And I think Uranium Royalty Corp was probably top five best performer in the uh, global uranium equities market last year. And Uranium Energy Corp is in that top five so far year to date uh, in 2022. So encourage folks to look at that. The ticker symbol on UEC, Uranium Energy Corp is UEC on the NYSE. And uh, Uranium Royalty is UROY, U-R-O-Y on the NASDAQ. So encourage folks to um, you know, take a look at those and, and see if it fits for them. Yeah, well, thank you so much for that. And if people wanted to learn more about either of these companies, where could they also find you online? Yeah, so uraniumenergy.com and uraniumroyalty.com are our websites. Um, if you're interested in nuclear energy globally, I would encourage you to go to the World Nuclear Association's website, uh, but also in the United States if you want to know where nuclear fits in the U.S. energy mix. It's the Nuclear Energy Institute out of Washington, D.C., and there's lots of great uh, information in there to, to really get a feel for what uh, nuclear provides to our, our energy security today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scott. I know I learned a ton today um, and it's crazy because I live right here in North Carolina where it's so prevalent, um, but I learned a lot. And if anybody's listening and did not get everything that Scott said, I'll have it all in the show notes, including the ticker symbol. So you can go and do your research um, and see if this is an alternate investing thing that you would like to do. So thank you so much, Scott, for coming on the show today and educating my audience about uranium and how it looks in the energy sector. So it was my pleasure. It was great to with you today. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening, joining, and being a part of the Money Talk with Tiff podcast this week. You can check Tiff out every Thursday for a new Money Talk podcast. But if you just can't wait until next week, you can listen to previous podcast episodes at MoneyTalkWithT.com or follow Tiff on all social media platforms at Money Talk with T. Until next time, spend wise by spending less than you make. A word to the money wise is always sufficient. <laughs>